Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where you take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about frogging. Mm. Colonel, you ever frogged before? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I frogged in college a couple of times, but I don't like to. I don't like to talk about it. Yeah, I need right, you to my back out. Oh, well, I, you know, my back I out. needed the money. I did a little bit of frogging. All right. Well, frogging as you may know, is the act of a person secretly living in another person's home. The typical frogger, I, I love it that there's the typical, typical frogger. froggers. <laughs> the, the typical frogger is someone with nowhere else to live. That makes they, sense. They thrive on staying hidden, hidden and most likely to be hidden in rarely visited parts of the home, like an attic, a basement, crawl space. Um, although it sounds like it might be a, an urban legend, there are actually several uh, cases of frogging that have been reported over the years. It's been actually growing. There's been a, more and more of this going on. One of the most ho- high-profile cases was when uh, singer George Michael found a stalker who had been living under his floorboards for four days back in 2022, 2012. There you go. Yeah, some lady was living, but, uh, yeah, so that would be creepy. Who among us? You know, as um, we have discussed other famous froggers in this, uh, on this podcast, including Brandy's favorite, Otto in the Attic. Remember Otto? I remember Otto. I do. They made a movie about him later. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. You're just such a jackass. <laughs> and then, and and then uh, the other episode we did was Spider Man of Denver. Remember that guy? Yeah, He's I remember living. that guy. You know who? Was it? You know who is known for frogging? Timmy is people from Sri Lanka. Really? Yes. Sri Lanka. They only average. The average height in Sri, Sri Lanka is only five foot four. Timmy. For fuck's sake, ideal just keep reading. Flogging. No, frogging, not flogging. That's different. Flogging. <laughs> well, 
Okay. Frogging. Yeah, Danny just threw me those details out. Just said, you know, "Oh, good for Danny." Danny. Fuck Danny. Dan- Danny misspelled a uh, word there, Danny. and that threw the that threw the colonel off. So Danny's a jackass. Well, let's talk about a famous case in Japan. Well, hold on, let me let me tell you because I because I, I I'm really I'm into I'm I have to introduce I'm people. into etymology. Okay. I love etymology. So I looked up the etymology of the word frogging, and it's actually pretty straightforward. It's uh, the term used frog f r o g um, from jumping from place to place. So that's how you get this frogging. Now, why it's spelled with a ph, so I don't know, but. It's the, it's a, um, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, It's unsolicited couch, couch surfing. Unauthorized couch surfing. Unauthorized. All right. Let me introduce our wonderful panel. I am pleased to announce a lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Her Majesty, Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if all? Well, Timmy, not good. It's been, uh, well, I mean, it's been a week of Mercury's in retrograde, and we have a full moon, and it's a super moon, and I work in retail. So, let's just say... Those are not good combinations. They really aren't, and so it's... Last week was a hot mess, but I'm going on vacation next week. The next time that next Sunday when we speak, I will be by the ocean. No, you're going to be a micro. I'm not going to Florida. (laughs) Where are you going? You were going to that. You said I did say five or six times. Headphone land, and I want to talk to you guys anymore. Disney World. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out your vacation, Brandon. No, you're not. Okay, I'm going to the Outer Banks. Did anybody not hear that? No, the Outer Banks are located in North Carolina. Well, Well, I did say it. Anyway. I don't know why anyone would have their bank on the ocean. I mean, people, why don't you just use your ATM? Right. What the fuck are you even talking about? Put the banks on land. Why I got to get on a goddamn boat to get to a bank? I just can't with you all. Introduce Chuck so we can hear his bullshit. Because I got a hard stop at noon. Well, it, it feels like well, we've gone deep into brandy time already. So I, yeah. I really love that you both show up on time for shit. So that's amazing. <laughs> so that's how my day's been. You were not anywhere. You were like, I'm on my way. I'll be there in a minute. And then it takes you like 20 minutes to get to your fucking basement. You don't realize. Jesus, suffering Christ. House. Because my, we my- don't. Because we never record at ten o'clock on a Sunday morning. Because I was that time arbitrary. Down at the nice house down at the end of the street. I yeah, up and get that, up here. you know, you don't realize yeah. that my wife will be returning home in a couple of days, and then the place has to be. Clean. Oh, do we have a return date? I don't. Nice. Well, care. we hope okay. so, but you know they can deny our entry, so we're just hoping that doesn't happen. But if it did, it'd give me a few more days to clean. I mean, I what now? Where's she coming through? Because you know. CVG. So they would deny. See, they you could sneak through security there. She she has, she has a six uh, month visa, but we don't. There's no like yeah. She had to leave because her six months was up, yeah. right? And and okay, so 
I thought, okay, surely now she, because that six months visa lasts for 10 years. So you can come in and out for six months at a time. But how long are you going to be gone for? Well, that's it can be a minimum of like a day, right? I mean, it can be just a day or two, right? Just go to Canada. No, it's arbitrary. It's based upon whatever the immigration officer you get says. So we're hoping she'll be here on Tuesday, but maybe not. So have you been, so they're going to ask you questions like, have you been rehabilitated? You know, you've only been gone. How long has she been gone? Three weeks. Three Three weeks. weeks. No. But yeah, so we're hoping she gets in. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, they they could give her the third degree. She's kind of shady. She is kind of. Shady. I know, but I feel confident that she can handle herself. Can you I introduce Chuck? She's lived a whole life. Kind Chuck's of introduced himself. Getting around, beating the system. So she. Well, Chuck, you know, she's fake Irish. So she's an international woman of mystery, Timmy. She's a real life Carmen San Diego. That's what she is. Yeah. All right. So we we have to strategically put our um, sponsor ad before I introduce Chuck. Oh, yeah. Because that's that's when everyone starts to pay attention. Yeah, it, well, that's true. That's true. It's Black Cat and Me at Etsy. Etsy.com. Etsy.com. All right. Let me introduce the colonel. He's a man who um, is well well respected uh, throughout the world. He, I mean, you can even go to like um, Zimbabwe, and you see, you know, someone walking down a woman walking down the street with a big thing, you know, vase on her head or whatever. And you say, "What wow. do you think about the, about the colonel? About mm, the colonel?" Yeah. And she's, I mean, I respect him. I respect you know, Timmy, it's, it's funny wow. you mention that because I was a friend of mine decided, you know, it, it, they were going to try to descend Everest. Uh-huh. Okay. Descend Everest, okay. The Sherpa there, they're talking a little bit, and they said, where are you from? And they said, well, I'm from America. And they say, America? You know Colonel? Because, you know, people think we all know each other. So, yeah. you know, just a strange coincidence that you would say that to me. Just like they all think we're from Texas. Yeah. Well, we all say yeehaw. But, but I mean, my point is, Brandy, he is well-respected throughout. I'm glad you got to world. a point. Sure. Is it a civilized world when somebody's carrying shit and a vase on their head? Yeah. I mean, let's talk that over. Here's what I want to know. No, I admire that. How I mean, I would love to be able to go to the grocery store, get all my shit when I'm unloading a car, put like three bags on my head, two in my hand, and just walk up to the front door with complete confidence that the eggs and shit on my head are not going to fall. And you know what? That's a skill that's honed over a lifetime. You know, I was in, I was in Vietnam, and I saw this this guy riding his moped. On the back, he had his wife. She was holding their daughter. He was he was driving. There was a dog in front of him with his hands on the steering wheel, <laughs> and they were they uh, the woman was holding two fans. <laughs> Apparently, they just purchased. That <laughs> you know these people get people are yeah. people these people could use a minivan. It sounds like 
I gotta ask, Devil, why you got a goddamn seatbelt on your chair? It's a gaming chair, you fucking rube. So you decide you might just get too into the game and leap out of it or something? Is it when I'm you right. lose, it stops you, it gives you a pause? Because so I'm certainly not getting into the podcast right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did I say? Oh, yes. He's a, an oasis in the desert of despair. You know, we oh turn God, to him in, in these troubled times, Brandy. No. Uh, the people of Florida, the first thing they 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 contacted the governor, DeSantis contacted Biden. He said, first thing he needed, don't send me money. Don't send supplies. Send me the colonel. The man gets it done. Nobody said that. They did call me. It's just too good. Did you get your five? Did you get your five white boots to go muck around in there and see no, white? But I did send my thoughts and prayers. Oh, thank God! That'll make it better. All right, here's the colonel. <laughs> yeah, not for how to do this. Um, <laughs> is a man of God, as we no, all know. What? <laughs> Praise <laughs> No. I, Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Well, nasty, I got to uh. tell you, life's been, you know, as Joe Walsh said, life's been good to me so far. So I really have a week of no complaints. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it's a, a But do you, did you notice how Brandy whined? Well, you know, Brandy is a glass uh, uh tequila glass half full kind of girl, you know? It's so and and me, I try to st- I, you know, I look at the world to me. I walk it's out. It's half empty. You as fucking you said, I'm a man of God. And you I don't out, even know what you're saying and anymore. See the streets, so much see shit. the trees, see the blows birds. out of your face. And as the famous Louis Armstrong said, and I think to myself, Timmy, what a wonderful world. That's a you know, Colonel, you have a great outlook in life, and I think that's why people are so drawn to you. It could be. It could be. I, I just like to look at the bright side of life. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a it's a big contrast. Colonel, yeah. Well, the other night, Timmy, I was uh, I'm walking and I'm and all of a sudden I got Bo, I got Rudy. We're walking down the street. I feel a big raindrop hit me on the head, and then it starts pouring. Just a downpour. Look like something you know happened to Job. You know, just just mm-hmm. pour it. It was like. Noah, well, before he had to build the ark. And you know what me and the dogs started doing in the rain, Timmy? What, Colonel? We were singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. Oh, just like that. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I have worked three musicals into this thing so far, Timmy. Yeah. And you took a long way to get there. So, great. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> All, All of right. that, that punchline sucked. <laughs> we're also joined, as always, by our producer, Mad Dad. How are you today, Thad? I, I, you know what, Tim? It's, it's, it's hard. I feel like Charlie Brill. Charlie Brill was uh, the act that followed the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. So for you to introduce me after the Colonel, I, I feel very Charlie Brill. Like, how can I possibly follow what the Colonel puts out there? Colonel, you've been on the Ed Sullivan Show. Colonel, what's that, sir? He's having a Mitch moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's <dead. laughs> 
Have you uh, ever been on the Ed Sullivan show? Um, I was I was on there right. I was on there right before the Beatles, Timmy, and it just you know, there was the there was the flavor of the month, so to speak, Timmy. So you know, yeah. some things last. The Colonel last. The Beatles, yeah, you know, they were here for a little bit, but you know. I mean, they were only together about four years or five yeah. years, and you're, yeah, you're still, you're I'm still, still here. here. I'm still together, doing a successful yeah, podcast. I have not broken up yet. You know, you've not. I, always, I do want to mention though, just real quick. Yeah, it's very, very sad day. I, I was a very big uh, Jimmy Buffett fan. It was sad to see. Yeah, died. And Bob Barker. And Bob Barker too. It's <laughs> been, it's been a rough week. It's been but a rough Bob week. Barker did How's not Bob go Barker? over a hundred. I know. I saw that joke on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got as close as you can to 100 without going over. He did not go Come over. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. But no, other other than that, other than losing Jimmy Buffett, I think it's fine. And I think in his honor, we should all, you know, have a margarita and uh, your partner of choosing, we should all get drunk and screw. So let's let's make that a priority this well, week. Well, I will do, I will do that things. if you guys promise when I'm one trying of the, to eat. One of the members of REO Speedwagon died. Goddamn right. Like, Goddamn right. A Blue Oyster Cult. You guys yeah. going to be all, you know, nobody hears about them, but no, it's going to be a. No, oh, I say guy died. I know. The guy that really. David Coverdale, thank God. White, White Snake. Oh, really? Yeah, here I yeah, go. I remember White mm-hmm. Snake. That, he wrote that. Yeah, he died. You know what? Uh, you know what I loved about White Snake was Tony Katane, You know, going back and forth across the cars, and she was the craziest woman ever. She's she's just a perfect example of what men don't care about. You remember she was married to Chuck Finley, beat his ass real good, ended up getting arrested. Married the guy from White Snake, the Mets pitcher. Uh, yeah. Well, he was an yeah. Angels pitcher first, but Angels pitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got married to him and then just whacked him around real good, and then wow. uh, beat the shit out she of him. Was crazy as hell, but she was so hot to me that nobody cared. Nobody I bet cared. she's not. I bet she's not as hot right now. Hmm. I bet she's not. But who doesn't love? Who doesn't love crazy chicks? Though? Yeah. I mean, for real. Who doesn't love crazy Loving chicks? For a little bit. Not a lot. That's right. It's the crazy hot factor. As I always told my boys, I had to raise three boys and I had to give them advice. Yeah. And uh, I said, you know, what you're looking for in a, in a girl, Timmy, is obviously hot, right? Right. Obviously smart, right? Mm-hmm. And emotionally stable. Now, pick two of those, because that's all you're going to get. <laughs> pick the two that are important to you. <laughs> okay, let's talk about frogging. Uh, <clears throat> we're, let's talk about uh, frogging in Japan. And, frogging in Japan. In uh, you know, 2008. Timmy, mm-hmm. this surprised me when I was doing my research for this, because I, you know, I was thinking, what countries are suitable for frogging? And as I said, you know, Sri Lankans. But Japanese people, there's a stereotype, but Japanese people are surprisingly tall, Timmy. You know what? They also are surprisingly old. <laughs> they are. It's I mean it's the diet they live on. No, no, no. I mean they're they're dying off. 
Oh, yes, they are. They're dying off at a great... Yeah. As people are wont to do, it, you know, people die. But, yeah, yeah. the average age for a man in, in Japan is five foot eight. So That's age? That's his average age? <laughs> huh? that makes How sense. old are you? I'm five foot eight. Well, I'm sorry, the average height for a man in Japan <laughs> is five again. foot eight. He's, he's mitching again. <laughs> I'm going, now, see, I would fit in well. I'm I'm five six, so I would fit in well in Japan. You'd be a giant among men. Dad. I I might be. When I looked into uh, this research, the only oh, they thing, walk on your back in Japan. The only thing I mean, that, with your permission. Okay. Made me happy is that on average, Americans are taller than Canadians. We're not taller well, than Germans, but we're, we're taller than Canadians. I didn't know that. And did, and did, and did you know that, and, and, and importantly, on average, men from Denmark have the largest penises? Yeah, I'm not buying that. that. That's a stat that you can, that you can look up uh, and take. I'm not buying that. That's where you get the word Great Dane. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, you know what's, you know I'll what's research cool about that and get back to you. You know what's, you know what's cool? You know what's cool about Norway? I mean, Denmark. Mm. In Copenhagen, they got they have a um, they have an amusement park right in the middle of the fucking downtown. Hmm. what every downtown okay. should have an amusement park. I know, right? Um, yeah, when the Germans came in, they uh in uh during the second world war they were slowed down because a lot of their guys wanted to ride on the road i'm sure that's what it was how could you talk about japan though for just a hot minute sure in 2008 a japanese man discovered a homeless woman who had been living on the top shelf of his wardrobe after footage from a security camera revealed that she had been eating food from his refrigerator See, I think it would be uncomfortable to be in, on top of someone's wardrobe, wouldn't you think? I would think so. Um, you know, how would you how would you like to be a policeman taking this report? You come in and it's like, well, was any jewelry missed? No. Well, what makes you think you have a burglar? Well, there was two pieces of bread and some sardines <laughs> and some cheese missing. And I know it was there when I went to work. I mean, you know, your Rolex watch is there. Everything that, else is there. But you, two goddamn eggs are missing and you're calling the police. Well, that, uh, in fairness, Colonel, that could have been Logan. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and if someone's eating sardines, they must be starving. So they are. They should be free Ooh. to Nothing eat all the sardines they want. You know, who eats that crap? Like hairy fish. Ugh. Sardines? Sardines are like the greatest thing. You've never had sardines? I don't Are you kidding? Did you just fucking ask that? The mustard-filled sardines on some on some crackers? Oh, he's never he's never done that, and I don't give a shit. But so. I will tell you what: sardines <laughs> are are the best thing in the world for just what? one of those "the more you know" moments. If you ever have to trap a raccoon. Sardines are the bait you want to use. People always say peanut butter and marshmallows. No, 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 no. Sardines. Sardines will catch you a raccoon. Don't care. 
Well, you it's will a- care when you get a raccoon infestation. You'd be calling me up, Colonel. Why was it said that you catch raccoons? Because I wasn't listening to you. Uh, that will never happen. It's fair to say. It's fair to say that the people of Kyushu. I don't know. It's a Japanese town. It's in West. It's in Western Japan. Have you ever been there, Colonel? Kasaya, I've been there. Okay, I figure you're familiar with it. Sleepy little town. But all that changed the week when one of the residents noticed that food has been mysteriously disappearing from his refrigerator. I don't know if it was sardines, but something. You know, like Brandy's Pop-Tarts mysteriously disappeared. Yeah, that was You I... may have had someone frogging in your office, Brandy. <laughs> I could have. That's true. Convinced that he was a victim of frequent uh, burglaries, the 57-year-old resident installed security cameras that transmitted images from inside of his house directly to his mobile phone. Oh, that would be creepy as fuck looking at your mm-hmm. camera and someone's walking around in your house. Yes, that would be creepy. You know, that reminds me of no, that. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of the movie uh, Paranormal Activity. That movie scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. Why? That is why, Timmy, everybody needs a Rudy. Yeah. Because you come into this house to try to get you some sardines or some Cheerios or, you know, even get into the to the good lunch meat. Rudy will tear you a new ass. Unless I let you in this house, Rudy will not let you in this house. See, my cat would uh, would want to take. <laughs> yeah. I'll show you where the food is. But... <laughs> yeah, I'll show you, but I got no thumbs, motherfucker. You got to let no me out of here. <laughs> you got to let me out of here if I show you where the food is. <laughs> So anyway, you never you never saw paranormal activity, Brandy. That's what you should do. Your uh, when you're what did, the fuck I, theater. I've seen on. it. I've seen it. There's like four, there's only like four people in the whole movie. Let me tell you something. I watched Llamageddon the other day. So Llamageddon, Llamageddon. Mm. Are we gonna get a video? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it was just something else. Well. Y- well, you need to save that one for. I'm saving it. Okay. I was. Um, no, my point is. Could you get to your point? The best part, the best part of paranormal activity. There's like paranormal activity one, right? Two. We're three, all familiar. Four, they're all they're all the same movie, basically. But the best part, you know, like on, on horror movies where they bring in. This paranormal active uh, act, paranormal investigator, yeah. yeah, yeah. This mother, <laughs> this motherfucker comes in the house and kind of looks around, and then he says, "I'm fucking, I'm out." Of here. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, there's no advice. It's like, like the werewolf hunter says, nope, "Nope, you got a real werewolf here." <laughs> I usually just charge towns that you know don't. Got a wild coyote or some shit. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, the corporate, 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 the corporate. You know what, Timmy? That's what it is. The corporations are coming into our houses and stealing our food. That's how they keep us in a state of financial and food insecurity and control the world. 
You don't look like you have any food secure insecurity there, Chuck. <laughs> well, that's because I got Rudy. The culprit was not, as it turned out, a highly skilled burglar. What? But a highly skilled what? But a middle-aged homeless woman who had been living on the top shelf of his closet for several months. Because, Colonel, people don't think to look there. Well, and I, I would mean, argue... How often, how often do you dust it at the top shelf of your... <laughs> I would argue that she was not, in fact, homeless. <laughs> she was not homeless, right. She was not. She had I mean, nice you know, <laughs> I mean, there, yeah, there are some places that, you know, that I don't vacuum. I mean, person person could live there. I never know. Well, there's some and, places in our house I didn't even know we had. Listen, <laughs> and shit on the top shelf of your closet is on the top shelf of your closet for a reason. Like it's stuff you don't want to look at or deal with or whatever. It all goes up there. Well, and you know, he probably seen it two and then or three times. Woman is living up there, huh? Right. He probably saw it two or three times and was like, when did I get a little Japanese woman? Hmm. Oh, well, fuck it. I guess it's supposed to be there. Police arrested 58-year-old uh, Tasuki nope. Horikawa. Horikawa. Oh, my God. On suspicion on suspicion of trespassing. I don't know how suspicion. suspicion. That wasn't even close. Text you. Tatsuko Horikawa. Horikawa. Anyway. Horikawa. Tatsuko Horikawa. On suspicion of trespassing, you can't fucking prove it. But she was captured on film taking the owner's uh, uh, taking advantage of the owner's absence to move her tiny dwelling to the refrigerator and search for food. Right, but if if she doesn't he have to evict her, wouldn't he have to go to court and have her evicted? Because she's a squatter, she may be receiving mail there. Okay, here's here's my question. All right, <laughs> you have to have two letters. Right, <laughs> she's getting, she's getting into the food, right? And then he gets home. So let's say it's a Saturday. Yeah, does this woman just not take a dump on the weekends? I mean, think well, about the I logistics mean, of that. Well, listen, not because, everybody because, is us. There are people that go out on the weekends. Not her. I mean, Not her. She's on a goddamn shelf up well, on top of the closet. I know, but what I'm saying is he probably leaves during the weekends and goes out and goes to the market and does all the things because he's run out of fucking food. And let me also say, okay. sidebar, if I get in there and I've got something that I'm saving and I walk in there the next goddamn day and it's fucking gone, there's some shit going down. I don't care who fucking took it. I'm saving that goddamn Brandy, Brandy. For a reason. For a reason. He could have used Instacart. Brandy, sure. he may have played he may have played miniature golf on the weekend. He could have. Anything. He could have been a ping pong champion. You don't know. You know what they got over there in Japan that you would hate? Everybody in Tokyo has a tiny, tiny little house. So anyway, uh, police arrived expecting to find a burglar. But found... The front door securely locked, and the windows closed. That 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 was baffling. What you think, Brandy? If you you're looking, I'm baffled. They, they went there, so he was from the inside. Oh. That we uh, the cops said we searched the house, checking everywhere someone could possibly hide. Adding that the woman may have uh, used the residence and other houses in the area as makeshift sleeping quarters. 
for the previous year, to the previous year. We slid open the closet, and there she was. Nervously curled up on her side, said the officer. You know, you know these froggers, Timmy. These froggers. <laughs> you know they had to be a bitch in school when you played hide and seek. Well, here's what <laughs> you know. Here's what you, you guys can't are find missing. Them, nobody can find them. You got to get the dogs to sniff them out. And they're all. Did you ever see the? Mon- Did you ever see the Monty Python movie where they they were having a. Uh, an Olympic, they made a uh, hide and seek yes, in the Olympic sport. Yes. <laughs> well, it took the guy like 35, the first guy like 35 years to yeah. find it. Find, and they, you know, they got the little referee there with the the stopwatch. Why is nobody? So the next guy, and then the next guy goes, and you know, he's hiding. And the little referee, <laughs> the little referee pushes the stop clock when he's found, and the little referee says, We have a tie. <laughs> Okay, I think you all are missing the fact that as a 58-year-old woman, this chick was climbing to the top of a closet. Now, as a 48-year-old woman, I'm not climbing to the top of a hill. So, I'm just saying, she was very, very nimble. All right. Well, Brandy, not all Froggers are innocent. That's true. Some of them... Some of them can be quite sinister. Um, Tina Bowen was convinced that the, the spirit of her dead mother was speaking through her, speaking to her through the walls of her home in Pepperell, Massachusetts. You ever been to Pepperell? Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't handle Pepperell. that. My mother is a challenge enough while I'm alive. I'll be goddamn if I'm going to deal with her mm-hmm. shit when she's dead. No, thank you. So for weeks, this teenager received cryptic messages scribbled on the walls in condiments like ketchup. That'd be freaky as shit. That would be scary as hell. Yeah, and uh, I didn't put this in the script, but her and her friends played Ouija board. And when they did, whenever they said spirit, you know, make yourself known or whatever. The frog would be banging on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah. For weeks, the teenagers received cryptic messages with condiments like ketchup. Items. Now, did, did, did it happen to say if it was Heinz ketchup or Hunt's ketchup? Oh, I'm sure it's Grey think... Poupon. What do you think, Colonel? <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think Grey right. Poupon is a ketchup. But... It's not, but that's all right. You know, if, and the other thing is, if you use Grey Poupon, somebody would yeah. be like, oh, goddamn, the ghost is not only coming in here, but they're writing on the wall with their own feces. Because that's what that look stuff looks like when it dries. If you ever get gray coupon on a shirt, you just want to change shirts. You can't, you can't pass the bright yellow mustard. You can say, "Oh goddamn, I got mustard on my shirt." Well, Not Colonel, it, it is called. It it is called. Poupon. That's what it looks like. That's so what it looks like. All right. So anyway, <laughs> items mysteriously rearranged themselves around the house. Full bottles of alcohol suddenly became empty. Well, that's how you know you got brandy frogging in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Then on December 8th, one day after your birthday, Kurt. Like I wouldn't fill them with water. Like I'm so stupid. (laughs) On December 8th, 1986, uh, Tina Bowen uh, and her father returned home to find a chilling sight. A stranger in one of their closets with a painted, with a painted <laughs> face 
a Native American style jacket, a ninja mask, and a hatchet in his hand. See, this seems like there's a lot of appropriation going on. There's a lot of overkill. You know? Yeah, it's going to have paint. I don't even know if was painted. They have a ninja mask. Right. But you can't mix a ninja mask with a Native American jacket. What? What? I don't even know. The class. Is the Native American jacket the kind with all the fringe on it? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. I'm just kidding. Oh, speaking of Oklahoma. We were not. Yeah, we absolutely. Oklahoma we're not has a song about Oklahoma. It says a surly with a fringe on top. Colonel, can you? Uh, give I us don't a know that one. I, oh, I, I, surly well, with a fringe on top. I was in not. Oklahoma, and I wouldn't. I did not see that one, so I only saw it on opening night, and I was only half awake. So what happened no, with said, this hatchet wheeling ninja with an Indian jacket on? Well, before I before I answer that, Brandon, oh, God damn Colonel, can you give us a little Jimmy Buffett? He doesn't know anything. Yes, I will. Mother, mother, I'll do this one for that. Mother, mother, ocean, I've heard you call. Wanted to sail upon Brandy's your face. waters since I was three, I was feet, three tall. feet tall. You've seen it all. You've seen it all. You've seen it all. There you go. How's that, <laughs> devil? Well, I done a bit of smuggling. Hey, we got sound effects. I, run I enjoyed that very much. Yes. <laughs> sound effects from uh, like I Love Lucy. Whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. Go. You know, Jimmy, hey, these are the, the these are the free sound effects that come with the software. Were, I haven't bought that. So, <laughs> going back to look, can we go back to the, to the Japanese frog? God damn, Timmy. No, just yeah. one minute. Hold on, before we do, since since we're Buster Booty, can you give me just a, a bad joke, just a, a bad one liner? A bad one liner. Uh, uh, Chuck's life. That's the joke. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I, that was my Mitch McConnell imitation. <laughs> yes, uh, it was. <laughs> Again. Anyway, <laughs> can we go back uh, to the Asian thing, Timmy? Because there's something. Leanne, I believe. The Asian thing. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. he's talking about. Tim, I, think Tim I really believe that while you meeting Leanne has been a wonderful thing for your life, Timmy, it's yes, been it terrible for the show. I got to say it's been terrible for the show. Why is that, Colonel? Well, Timmy, because I realize the devil and I can no longer make commentary on your dating life. Sure we can. Well, and that was some of our best material because you lived a pretty colorful dating life <laughs> prior to Leanne. I remember when Brandy was borrowing. Remember borrowing my uh, my phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah. No, I didn't borrow your phone. You handed it to me to watch Tupac do a virtual concert <laughs> after he was dead. The fuck. And then, and then had a yeah. hoo-ha pop up. <laughs> and then that's what happened. Jeez. And then I felt I didn't. I did not like that. I had to leave work. I had to leave work and go home and shower. Yeah, it's still not good. It was. It was I still have nightmares. I, I just want to go on record. I did not request that. And it was it a to me didn't even recognize. <laughs> yeah, didn't even know where it came from. That's when OnlyFans was free. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, I, I believe that that is detracted. It's limit. It's taking away material that was just gold, Timmy. But, it's uh, still Inky, there. I know. 
The inky. <laughs> I, you know what? I told a story about Inky the other day about how she wanted, you know, here's my address in case you want to send me a gift. Like, I was talking about her the other day. And Timmy was so goddamn mad. Gotta wear a raincoat, goggles. What the fuck is this? There's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. She, she, was, she was a squirter, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Timmy had never encountered one before, Thad. Ever. Oh, he was wow. ill prepared. Mm. I, I needed that mask. Like, what's the what's I, the uh, mask or the, or the guy the guy with the ring? But see, you know what that's good for? It, it cleans your glasses, <laughs> right? And you can just get a towel. Why are you and... wearing glasses down there? What <laughs> well, <it> was <laughs> Yeah, but you know that that's one of those places you can see. Feel your way around. What's What's the tune? You know the commercial of the tuna of the sea and it, it, the little guy, Charlie, the raincoat on. The full- oh God! <laughs> so basically, what you're sticks. saying is, I think it's the fish sticks. What is it? <laughs> it's not the tuna. It's a fish stick guy. Star kiss tuna. No, like the chicken of the sea. All the things. And he wore yeah. a raincoat under underwater. I'm just saying, essentially, what Timmy was doing. Someone. I'm, I'm just, there just be a, you're just saying there should be a warning label on that too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, and then she left. She left me the letter to yeah. If I wanted to send her a gift, it was a I'm not, it was a banner day for I'm, us <laughs> when that happened. It was a banner day. Yes. I'm, I'm completely <laughs> the uncoolest person on this. Gordon's podcast. it was Gordon's I fish sticks, Timmy. The captain, uh, the Gordon Fisherman. <laughs> yeah, had the big yellow raincoat and the hat. Yeah. And the, yeah. That's what I needed. All right. So the stranger forced. Timmy was like offended. Her, got, the funny thing like was her. how offended Timmy was when he came in and. She wants me to send her a fucking present? What the fuck am I going to send her? <laughs> fucking Almost blinded me. Goddamn, what is that? Oh, oh it was amazing. And you, you guys used to be on me about Dirty Diana, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah Timmy Diana. was keeping a canteen full. <laughs> she was in lockup. <laughs> and she was in rehab. Put money, yeah. rehab. And he put money in her commissary. Or jail. Or jail. Those were her choices. in the cell is rehab. But Timmy filled her commissary so she could have ramen noodles to trade. It was amazing. I I just we we talk all the time about the Colonel's book. I feel like Timmy. Oh, Tim could write. Timmy and and I think you know there's there's one thing and and I I don't want to be too crass, but you don't want to the combination of for what what they call women who have that particular skill squirters. If you add the Mickey Mantle of Cunnilingus. I mean, You're gonna have a goddamn hurricane <laughs> on your hands, and Timmy uh, was unaware of this, right? So he, you know, t- Timmy does what Timmy does. I, it was I mean, a category. Little nasty five, does what little nasty does. And, I dare uh, you. I dare the you. Next thing you know, you know, the neighbors below are like banging on the ceiling, like, "Hey, you left your bathtub on," you know. So gross. It was, yeah. man. I'm telling you, that was. Uh... It was a weird time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it happens to everybody right after they get divorced. Sure. They I mean, I was. Right. We were right there with you, Tim. But the thing is, 
what I would have cautioned you about was Chuck and I are probably the last people you ever want to tell that stuff to. <laughs> and so that's on you. The fact that this is coming out now is on you. But if you can read you know that last is- two sentences, then we can move forward. As again, my okay. hard stop is in. Okay, the stranger is uh, this is a guy in their closet with, with a ninja, ninja mask, ninja right? Mask and a hatchet. The stranger forced the Bowens into the bedroom before running off to another part of the home. Tina used that opportunity to escape and call the police. That was a pretty good move. She left her dad. It was a good move on her part, but I feel like that was a pretty dumb move on his part. If you're a burglar and you're wanting to not get caught, and I guess, you know, he'd been conditioned to, I can go to any part of the house and they can't find me. I've been here for, you know, 11 years. Well, he's a ninja. Yeah. So. so, but you don't want to just run off to another part of the house because they show up with dogs sometimes. You'll get dogs, dogs yeah. no matter how good you are at uh, hide and seek, Don't the dogs will find you. And here's something I had to note to someone the other day. You nary see a police brutality charge against a dog. They will get you and they will chew your ass up and everybody's fine with it. They don't care. Because that's, that's what true. dogs do. I always... Dogs when I'm watching this stuff and they, they bring out the dogs and they're like, you're going to get, you know, come out or you're going to get dog bit. My first thought is, as opposed to what, human bit, raccoon bit, like, you're going to get dog bit. Oh, good. <laughs> well, there is that, but you know, it'd be a badger. It, I mean, okay. badger you know, it, it's that moment. You're going to get badger bit. Before, but it's that moment in between when the cop says, I'm bringing out the dog. And the guy actually responds, you know, he, yeah, he's like weighing his options. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, this is a true story. I got to tell you. God damn it. When I was, when I was <laughs> in college, I was, I started working for the Roses, a local pizzeria place here when I was about 13 years old. So by the time I'm 19, I got, you know, I'm the ma- one of the managers. I got keys. Well, I lived the closest. So, you know, this is back in the days with the first alarms and they were a little quirky. They go off sometimes for no reason. Um, so I lived the closest. They would call me. And I would go up, and the police would be there, and they would look around. And they'd say, could you open the door for us? Well, this particular time, because it was an older building, someone had knocked a hole in the side of the building. You know, it was a wooden building, so they tore a hole through it. And the policeman saw the hole, and he said, you know, I just let's just wait here. And he called in the canine unit. So... The canine unit comes, asks me to unlock the door. I do. And the policeman says, "Where whoever you are, yell your name very loudly or I'm releasing the dog. I'm giving you to the count of three. Three, two, one. And he had released the dog. Now, the dog found who was, I won't name him, but he was actually a friend of mine. We all knew each other. He was a guy from the neighborhood. And he thought, much like a frogger, he could hide underneath a booth. Well, where you don't want to be when the dog finds you is underneath a booth. Because the dog's standing up and you're laying down. Well, he decided that he could just 
kick the dog and keep him from getting under the booth. So he's kicking at the dog, and finally the dog gets past his leg, gets about about his head and shoulders, <laughs> and just keeps biting on him. They had to take him away in an ambulance. <laughs> and, uh, he did about eight months in jail for this. So later on, a couple years, I ran into him, and I was like, Joe, what the hell was you thinking? They told you they was releasing the dogs. And he's like, I I didn't think the dog would find me. I was hitting pretty good. <laughs> he said, but I'm going to tell you this. People think I'm lying, but I swear to God, it was dark. When that dog got under the table with me, his eyes glowed red like the devil. <laughs> but the true story, the police did not arrest him. They had to call an ambulance to take him away, take him to the hospital he got over a hundred stitches from this dog because he kept because if you keep fighting, they're gonna keep biting. You know, that's what they right, do. Sure. And uh he just kept fighting the dog, and the dog just kept taking big chunks out of him. And his take from that night would have been the seventy-five dollars that we kept for change for the next day. So Yeah. Wasn't a good move. Nah, he wasn't the smartest criminal in the world, but he was a good That's guy. That's the longest story. Are you done? I'm just saying, <laughs> okay. when they say three, two, no, just yell your name as loud as you can and say, I'm coming out. I'm okay. coming out. That's an amazing story. So authorities arrived and found that the stranger was a teenager named David LaPlante, whom Tina had briefly dated. And he'd been living in the family's crawl space for several weeks taunting them all the while. <laughs> okay, is his name David or Daniel? No, I'm sorry, it's Daniel LaPlante. Uh, okay. So Daniel LaPlante was born May 15, 1970 in Townsend, Massachusetts. And he allegedly suffered traumatic sexual and psychological abuse during his childhood at the hands of his father and then as a teen at the hands of his psychiatrist. God, people suck. Well, that's just uh, how's that? You know, you get you get <laughs> it abused. Is plant. You get abused, so you go to see a psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist and then, abuses you. It's fucking yeah. whatever. That's a fucked up thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, look at, well he's look, got a split look, personality from it. He's David this, and Daniel. Right, so he's, yeah, split personality. Yeah. Look up, look up, Daniel Laplante. He looks like a fucking psycho. Laplante's environment was no less chaotic. His family's house and <laughs> look surrounding. Him up. I'm serious. Okay, I'm reading right now, so I'm not going to do that. But his family's house and surrounding grounds were reportedly a mass of junk and old cars. Laplante attended St. Bernard's High School in Fitchburg where he was described by students and faculty as a loner and not particularly friendly. By the 1980s, a neighbor had grown concerned over LaPlante's many solo excursions into the woods behind his home. Uh, according to the Boston Globe, quote, you'd see him walk out there by himself. That's the only place you would see him, in the woods, end quote. Diagnosed with... And let, let, let me just say real quick. I did. I did look him up. What he looks like. He looks like every dude from the seventies. Every dude in the seventies looked like that. Ow. You all look like serial killers yes. or frogs. Yes. Diagnosed with hyper frogs. I don't like frogs. They're kind of like hobos. They are. Yeah, but you They're love a good hobo. I want to go to hobo convention, but I can't this year because we had to go to England. 
and it's happening this uh it happened last week diagnosed with hyperactivity then would you like to go to a hobo convention with me in iowa i would go to one in england i feel like the hobos in england would be more polite you barely leave a little class here so american hobos can be very rude they are they (laughs) are they're they're you talk about someone who eats sardines, Colonel. Yeah, mm. and Carl Panzram found out the hard way about American hobos. They're not the, they're not the friendly, you know, sit around the fire, tell stories type people that you would think they were. Because what happened to him, Colonel? Well, were it not for hobos, Carl Panzram may have become an upstanding member of society, but he jumped on the train with twelve. Oh, jumped in the train car with twelve hobos. And they, well, they took advantage of 12-year-old Carl, and they turned him into a just complete psycho killer. So Fucking hobos. All right. Goddamn hobos. You know know what I've always been fascinated by is, is, I don't know, what's it called? The hobo hobo code? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what they draw on houses? Yeah. Yeah. Like they'll say a a, a, A a dishonest man lives here, or or they've got money. They'll, They'll help you. Yeah. They'll, yeah, yeah they, had, or, they had a symbol for let, a dog. They'll let yeah. they'll they'll let you sleep with your sister. Yeah, the wife's a squirter. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah, you can stay Fucking here, but whatever you do, don't sleep with my daughter. <laughs> you have anything else? Are we done? You know, when a per, when a hobo dies, they they get in a circle and they all drink from a bottle of Ripple. Mm-hmm. It's a hobo or funeral. Some, or some some cheap. It's yeah, called the hobo funeral. goodbye. Is it? When you think about that, Brandy. Now, Brandy, could you stick on... Brandy, could you continue the story for us, please? This was fascinating stuff, and if you could just stick to the topic, we would appreciate it. She has a hard time sticking to the topic. Yes. Diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder, Chuck can go fuck himself by the psychiatrist <laughs> who allegedly sexually abused him. LaPlante became a neighborhood thief by 15. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So he's diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder by the psychiatrist who sexually abused him. Is this because he tried to run away every time the psychiatrist was trying to bugger the poor little guy? I mean, what... You of know, course he's hyperactive. He's beating on the goddamn door. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. I mean, first time that you, you know, the first time that happens, you're, you should you should uh, claim that you're cured, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm much better I now. I got insight. Yeah, I'm much yeah. better now. <laughs> I have this a tremendous insight yeah. now. Thank you. I won't be coming to next week's session. Exactly. It's. Oh, oh, continue, devil. Thanks. Fascinate us. Regale us more with this tale, devil. I'd love to, but it's Timmy's writing, so I'm going to do the best I can. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. He broke into Townsend's homes during the evening, stole occupants' valuables, and then he graduated to mind games. I I don't know if that's the natural progression, but okay. It was clear to the police. They keep on playing those mind games forever. It, it was, was clear to the police that LaPlante had been living in the Bowens' home for weeks. Following his arrest at the Bowen home, LaPlante was held in a juvenile facility until October of 1987 when his mother remortgaged her house, ensuring his $10,000 bail. Two months later... That, 
I, I just want to point out David LaPlante. It, he's from, uh, he has a. Uh, he's Daniel. His family. Or Daniel LaPlante. Fuck me. He had, he, his family was from France. And they were named, they, they said, what are you going to, uh, what name you want? Uh, and he said, oh, I don't know. Name me after the, the plant there. So La Plant. La Plant. That's an amazing made up story. You know what what what, what, what could have been the worst possible outcome is David has a serious accident, goes into a coma, right? For a long time, and then the nurse has to go say, I have to go check in on La Plant. And everybody would think think she was just such an asshole. Hold on, you stupid fuckers. The boy's (laughs) name is Daniel. Stop calling him David. Oh, okay. But they wouldn't call him David. They'd say, I got to go check on the plant. I got to make sure the plant's getting sunlight. Go read. Go talk. You know, go talk to the plant. But that didn't happen, so we're good. Because well, plants waiting. are supposed to do well when you talk to them, and then uh, you know, grow. yes, yes, they are. So what I'm trying to do is tie in. You might not be getting. You're this. not tying in anything. You're trying You're to just tie in being in a vegetative state. I got to get to work while awaiting trial. <laughs> fuck you. While awaiting trial, Laplante moved home and continued his daytime burglary spree. On October 14th. Oh, yeah, no need to stop. I mean, he's out on bail. He's only good at a couple things. You would think that that would have been the condition of his uh, bail, <laughs> yeah. though. That, no that not... See, no that crime. See, legal oversight, Timmy. No crime. That's why the justice system is so jacked up. <laughs> on October 14th, Continue, right? 1987, he stole two 22 caliber firearms from a neighboring house. On November 16th, 1987, LaPlante burglarized the home of the Gustave Gustafson family, family. Yeah. which included pregnant nursery school teacher Priscilla Gustafson, her husband Andrew, and their two children, five-year-old William and seven-year-old Abigail. But this wouldn't be the last time LaPlante broke into their home. On December 1st, 1987, LaPlante walked through the woods separating his house from the Gustafsons, armed well, with a 22 caliber firearm. He later claimed... That he didn't expect Priscilla and her children to come home. What happened next is every family's worst nightmare. According to retired Pepperdine Lieutenant Thomas Lane, LaPlante considered jumping out of the window and escaping. Instead, he confronted Priscilla with a gun and led her and her son to the bedroom, putting William in the closet and tying Priscilla to the bed using makeshift ligatures and gagging her with one of his socks. Okay, hold on. What did he do with the other sock? Is the guy just walking around with one sock here? Because uh, that just looks ridiculous. The, but the, the the officer name was Tommy Lane. <laughs> yeah. After after I didn't, I didn't even know she lived in Massachusetts. Okay, after raping Priscilla, Laplante shot her twice in the head. He then took William into the bedroom and drowning bathroom. Sorry, and drowning. As he was leaving, he encountered Abigail Gustafson, who was returning home on the school bus. He lured Abigail into another bathroom where he drowned her as well. Then LaPlante simply returned home and attended one of his niece's birthday parties, 
that evening. This I'm seems like he's escalated from frogging. They looks, yeah. looks like he has also the next sentence the police, which police is capitalized, so I feel like Sting is somehow involved. <laughs> began an investigation the same evening after Purcell's husband came home to the grizzly scene. With the scent of the shirt, the dogs tracked through the woods uh, to within two or two to wait a minute, fuck me. Through the woods to within three to four feet of LaPlante's home. After the Gustafson murders, LaPlante was interrogated. Lacking enough evidence to arrest him there, police planned to return the following day, but LaPlante fled and a massive manhunt ensued. After another burglary spree in Pepernell, LaPlante was found hiding in a dumpster and arrested on the evening of December 3rd, 1987. He went on trial for the Gustafsson murders in October of 1988, and a jury found him guilty of murder. I think this is part of the Frogger Code, Timmy. Is they tell you, for God's sake, whatever you do, don't kill anybody in the house because that's going to blow up the whole gig. Yeah, it's going to give Froggers a bad name. <laughs> yeah, you can stay in there indefinitely until you kill somebody. Then they're going to bring the dogs in, and you know the gig's up for you. All right, Chuck, can you tell us about Pamela Anderson? Well, I mean, as it relates to this story. Actress, model, and one-time lover of mine to me. Pamela Anderson, a Baywatch fan. Well, you know, she almost stalked me a little bit, but um, was certainly no stranger to being the object of many people's desires, Timmy. But one fan took it to a disturbing level in 2001 when she moved into Anderson's Malibu guest house, Bobby, got Bobby Malibu guest house, without the star's knowledge and donned her iconic swimsuit, Timmy. Now, yes. there are some things that just should be off limits to people, and one of them is Pamela's iconic swimsuit. I agree. Now, Anderson was at the height of a Baywatch fame when she suddenly noticed an unfamiliar face in the window of a guest house, which, to her knowledge, had been unoccupied. But there she was, a homeless woman living in Anderson's residence wearing one of her red swimsuits from the famous television series. She had a letter that said, I'm not a lesbian. I just want to touch you. Now, see, <laughs> those are two contradictory statements, I believe. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> you know what, though? We don't we, we don't need to live in an, in an age of labels, right? Like, let's just leave <laughs> yeah, well, labels I guess off could. the table. She's the know? one who self-proclaimed she wasn't a lesbian. I'm just saying I challenged that statement. <laughs> so, anyway, Anderson recalled of the terrifying event. She got my bathing suit out of my room. I was there alone with two babies, and I remember seeing a face in a window. Isn't it the scariest thing you can think of? Well, no, actually, the scariest thing Mary, I can think of is waking up with Carl Panzram <laughs> over my bed. But anyway. I think I think being married to Tommy Lee probably is yeah. probably way up there, too. Yeah, it ranks up there. <laughs> 
know. How, she about, married... how about me and married to Clint Howard? How awful do you think that would be? Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Well, but you know, Ben is a, uh, uh, Ben was a, uh, General Ben was a very underrated TV show. Oh, I love General Ben. Yeah. It was about a bear. No. It's for your time, Brandy. Yeah. Hey, I know. Granted, granted, he wasn't a monkey, Timmy. Nobody you think, can, you know, you need a, for the best shows, you need a good monkey. Do you think Clint you know, Howard. Tales of the Gold Monkey was a good show. BJ and the Bear was a good one, too. Yeah. Do you think that Clint yeah. Howard and Ronnie Howard had some jealousy going on? You think he was jealous of Ronnie Howard? You know, I think that's what drove, because when they were kids, uh, I, I think I read this, um, Clint used to beat Ron Howard in badminton all the time to me. Really? And he would mock him. And Clint Clint was very mean and he wouldn't call Ron by his name. He just called him little ginger bastard. <laughs> so that drove Ron Howard to be to just have to be successful, Timmy. Well, you know, he lost his virginity to uh Aunt B. I know. I know that was, oh, <laughs> but you know, from Clint, I mean, Clint Howard. No, I, no, no, Ron. She said, she said, "Hey, Ronnie. Just hey, little Ronnie, you want to come to my trailer?" Yeah, it's like I, 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 knew, I got some pie in here, Ronnie, <laughs> and uh, it was not what he was expecting. Dude, yeah. that's so gross. Leave Aunt B alone. <laughs> oh, Aunt B was a horn dog. Have you ever read the book by Barney Fife? You know, Barney, also, Barney Fife, my who life. Is, who is uh, 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 who is good friends, family friends with Nina? Yep. But, uh, but Barney, uh, Nina's family is good friends with Barney Fife. Not Barney, but uh, Don Knox. You know, he was one of the most underrated actors. I, I always believed that Don Knox would have made a good uh, Michael Corleone in the Godfather series. He would have. Oh, what was, so, the, or, what was the what or was the Don Knotts, Richards, what was the Don fish movie? Seinfeld. Where he teach the incredible Mr. Limpet. I loved oh, yeah. that movie when I was a kid. And he had uh the other one was a Haunted House. Haunted House was uh, good. Uh what was the name of that? The Ghost and Miss No Mr. Chicken. Mr. Ghost and Mrs. The Ghost and Mr. Chicken. I think that was the devil and Mrs. Jones, Timmy, you're thinking of. Oh yeah. That was, that was a classic too, though. Ron Colonel, Howard, can, can you give us a little Clint bit of that, Mrs. Jones? No. Me, Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. How can they? How could they not pick up that he had a lips in that? How could that get to production? <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe they just thought, you know what? Just roll with it. Just yeah, go with maybe it. Maybe they already just working. Mrs. Mrs. Jones, and they're like, "What the fuck?" John. And I think he did it so fast. But back then there was so much cocaine, Timmy, nobody was really paying attention. So me and Mr. Mr. John, Mr. John, Mr. John, Mr. John, Mr. John, They got a thing. They got a thing going on. Eddie Murphy singing, yeah, Buckwheat singing a song. That's all we have left. Well, so anyway, Pamela Anderson's thinking this is the scariest goddamn thing I ever seen, and I seen Tommy Lee's penis. So <laughs> she calls security, 
but they were unable to find the frogging homeless woman. And again, that's a contradictory phrase because she had a nice home, Pamela, Pamela Anderson's home. guest home. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I, I'm guessing that's not the first time she's got a letter that says I'm not a lesbian, but I want to touch you. Yeah. yeah. That probably happened quite often in Baywatch days. Now I'm I, I bet she got a lot of those letters that said, when I think about you, I touch myself. Oh, but remember that one? Yeah, yeah. I, you, know, I just, I, you know, I just thought of, and I don't know if you read this, Colonel, because I because I blacked out there. But eventually, police came and arrested the woman, and they managed to remove the swimsuit and asked Pamela if she wanted it back, and she said, "Yeah, no, I'm good." And she said, "No, I'm keep. good." I just thought of why you would not want that back, and yeah, ooh, yeah. Oh, you know the you know a cop held on to that. You know he did. <laughs> well, I mean, also, frankly, decide is this is this Pamela Anderson's yeah. oh, um, scent that I is on right. here? Well, or, you really you have this? to do what I do is Timmy. I'd separate them by two hundred yards. I call in the dogs. I have the dog sniff the swimsuit, and wherever the dog headed, if it ran to Pamela Sue Anderson, I'd throw up my trunk. I keep it forever. But if it ran to the frogging little gnome. I just say, you know what? Burn it with fire. Be done with it. Be done with it. Although, you know, chlorine can hide a lot of sins from a from a women's bathing suit. That's true. It can cover a lot of sins. So, Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the act of frogging? I don't know. I couldn't Maybe. even form a thought because the two of you never shut the fuck up. So, I'm against what? frogging. I'm I'm not altogether certain your cognitive out, abilities are uh, settled out, Snoop Dogg. Are uh, I'm not altogether sure your cognitive abilities are impaired by Timmy and I. I think it's it's it goes deeper than that. Devil? You guys I just, say, I, I just want to say I enjoy the irony, irony of him trying to say cognitive abilities over <laughs> and over and over again. <laughs> I just that's really good. You I know, like I, I just want to add one thing and. <laughs> And I, I, I don't like to be critical, you know, Colonel, know yourself. because I have, um, you know, for years to me, I edited the show. I yep. produced, I released the show and then we brought yeah. in Thad. Now, the whole time that I was doing this to me, did I ever have one show where I said, I don't think the sound quality is up to par. Yes. <laughs> no, I did not. I yes, just released did. that that big turd and threw it out there for the public. But fans are like, oh, no, I don't think this meets uh, standards. So we're going to have to record it again. It's, it's like, you know what it's like to me? It's like being in a goddamn movie with Martin Scorsese being the director. No, we're going to have to do that one again. We're going to have to do it's that so, one again. Do it again. So do it again. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. So Thad wants to put out a quality product for us, whereas you didn't give a shit and just put out whatever bullshit you can put together real quick. Whatever and I could call you there. There yeah. was no and then, Yeah. That was it was dreams in the raw when I did it, Devil. <laughs> well, let's not go crazy. But anyway, so I am against these tracks, can you? I don't fucking care. Just put it out there. <laughs> Jesus, right, Colonel, what's your final thought on frogging? 
Well, to me, it's given me, uh, you know, should I ever find myself with someone telling me I am no longer welcome in my residence. Um, which could happen. Which could happen at any given moment, um, <laughs> on any given day. I will. Wait, I wait, don't wait, have to go what, through Craigslist and whatever and look for an apartment. I just have to look for an old person who keeps the keeps the pantry stocked to me. Colonel, was Mrs. Was Mrs. Colonel uh, disappointed when she got back from her trip and you were still there? <laughs> She was, uh, you know, I don't know if she even noticed I was here. She just ran straight to the dogs. So, which so now, kept the house protected. How, did, how did the uh, how did the cleaning blitzkrieg go the couple of hours before she arrived? I, I, well, Fed, I keep my house, my, do, my domicile, uh, pretty much clean all the time. That You know, there was a couple boxes of couple empty things of you know cookie boxes and whatnot um but it was it was it was basically pretty clean i you know because here's the thing i keep my house very clean all the time i understand because i don't want a frogger judging me Mm. if they come into my house (laughs) you know i want a frogger coming in thinking that's a clean house will that be the ultimate smack in the face a homeless woman saying hey your house is kind of dirty yeah, I would. Or I saying, I, I can't live here. I, right, I can't right. live in this filth. I, I can't live in this shit. <laughs> I just can't live in that. And that, and now I, I don't believe I could bear that fat. So I keep yeah, my house. It'd be too much. Spotless, yeah. But maybe, right. they, maybe they would Thad, steal your swimsuit. Dad, what's your final thoughts on Frozen? I, I, you know what? I, I feel like I've had that feeling before, where I'll be laying in bed at night and I'm like, what's that sound in the attic? See, that's what happened on uh, paranormal yeah. activity, too. So you go, is there something up there? And then you think, you know what? Ignorance is bliss. Fuck it. If someone's up there, just just let them be up there. As long as they just eat Melissa's food, that's fine. They don't they don't touch mine, then we're cool. See, right? that's why it's good to have a pet in the house. Because then if you hear a noise, you can say, oh, it's probably a cat. <clears> well, a let me tell you. Well, that's true. but and, and that's the thing. But as far as a guard dog goes, and, and we always say this, Dash is a good boy, but he's a terrible dog. He is the worst <laughs> dog ever. I mean, someone would could kick in the door and he would just be, <laughs> hello, <laughs> let me lick your face. You know, he's like that. He's a lab. Yeah. Yeah. Dash had a birthday yesterday. He turned eight years old. My good boy. Yep. See, that's like that's like 18 and people years. I have uh see I have the best of both worlds. I have the I have the pre-warning system in Bo. Bo will let me know that an Amazon delivery has been made three doors up. And this some bitch might be coming back to kill us all. And I have Rudy who just sits on the couch and waits for the front door. To, and this is a true story. People that Rudy even even if people if the people Rudy knows that they're familiar with, Rudy will not let them in the house until someone from the residence comes up and says, mm. "It's okay, Rudy." And then he'll he'll That's be very dog. happy and very gentle and very you know he's very playful, but if he he thinks that well they don't know you're coming, he will stand at the door, show his teeth, and say, "Hey, like like basically like Clint Eastwood 
in a in one of the old spaghetti westerns. He'll yes. just stare you down, exactly. showing those canine because he's half German Shepherd. So I think we've heard enough of Chuck today. Well, let me say, let me say, uh, let me just recommend to all of our listeners out there: if you think you have a Frogger in your house, here's what I would do: I would get some tin cans and put some rope between them and put them on the door. And then, if you hear noise, that's it. How can? Why can Timmy never line up his fucking camera? I don't understand. You know, that Jesus meme. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I got that shirt. Uh, yeah, All think, right. Uh, I think the best thing to do, though, really, Timmy, is if you're going to go high tech like you are, mm-hmm. uh, we we have heat seeking cameras in our house, Timmy. Oh, I see. Froggers can't beat those until they die. But you know what you should do if you're a frogger? Just to thank the people for giving you a place to go is to go to Etsy, to Black Cat and Me, and order some nice home accoutrements. And if you put Dream 15 there in the search, you can get 15% off. Because obviously, you're homeless, so you could use the savings. So Black Cat and Me You know, the other thing is, Timmy, I hope all the men that listen to this, when, you know, whoever you cohabitate with, says, did you leave this here? You just look up and you say, oh, holy fuck, I think we got a frogger. (laughs) I didn't leave that glass there. We would like to thank thank all of our listeners who um, listen to podcasts and support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, all one word, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or what, Colonel? Or you can just give the tip to me just a wee little bit. All right, here we go. Here are some of our contributors. Wool Hat, who just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Wool Hat. Christina Harmeyer. Hi, Brandy. Stevie Smiles. Stevie. Smile. Elizabeth Lawrence. Kim Purple and Baby Sam. Yeah. Emily. Alan Cox. Aaron. Kunkamoller. Did I spell it right? Kunkamoller. Okay. Uh, Rachel Goss. Anna Kaufman. Shelby Pigley. Sorry, guys, if I messed up your name. Robert Benefil. Shelby Pileggi. Okay. Gina Gina Green. Andrea. Louise Sidens. Uh, Tessie Alcorn-Poor. Buffy. Uh, Danielle Townsend. Marianne Knight. The Already Gone Podcast with our good friend Nina Instead, who's in Michigan this weekend. Uh didn't didn't invite us to go alone, Colonel. But she didn't. But I think she's on a gummy run, Timmy. You think so? <laughs> yeah, that might be. Uh, Amber Anderson, Ben Durovich, uh, who, by the way, is the com- is he the commissioner for fantasy football this year? Well, for the Dweebs, I believe Wait. that he is. Okay, he always does the a good job. The returning commissioner. The returning commissioner. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Bernard, uh, Casey Kitchens. Kelly Jones, Colonel. Kelly, Kelly Jones. Me and Kelly, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones. Our good friend, uh, Christy Lee in the tr- Canadian True Crime Podcast. Carl, Cheryl LeBlanc, our good friends, Clark and Diane to- Trowbridge, who will be here for DweebCon in a couple of weeks. I love me Eric- Clark and Diane. Yeah. 
Little did it about Clark and Diane. Little <laughs> did it about Clark and Diane. They're just two American kids. They're doing, doing the, the best, best they, they can. can. That's yeah. right. Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Marsha Boris, Jay Cleveland Payne, our good friend Jay Cleveland Payne, Jamie Dent, Hiro, Jason Dykes out there, part of the Austin Mafia, Jeff and Don Chestnut. Haven't heard from Jeff for a while. Hope he's doing okay. Dr. Jeff is doing well. Jennifer he's married Alton. to Don, so. Yeah, he married up. He uh, did. Jennifer, Jennifer Alcott, Jennifer Sabota, and Jess. Thank you all for supporting us through Patreon. Oh, we I'm appreciate sorry. it, Grant. I'm sorry I left some off. Kelly Charette. Oh, Kim okay. Strope. Kim Strope. Christine Malarkinski. Laura O'Reilly. Uh, Marie. Mary Courtney Sheldon, Michelle Johns, who will be here for DweebCon, and her sister, Colonel. What do you think about that? I have the Johns girls. The Johns girls. Hattie. And you know what? They both read the book, didn't they? They both um, read the book. There we Michelle sent me a message, said, we're going to see if this book was written by you or ghostwritten. I don't know what that means. but <laughs> <laughs> Paula Kimes, uh, Sarah Bloom, Sue Van Hook, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap, Stephen Potts, Terry Stratford, uh, our good friend Ben and Rosanna with the They Walk Among Us podcast. They Walk Among Us UK and They Walk Among Us here in America. Tyrone, Todd Jones, I'm sorry, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, who was also the police officer in this one of these frogging stories, and Tracy Smith. Thank you all for supporting us. Thank you all very much. Patreon, if you, would, you. if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dreams, all one word, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or Colonel. Or just, you can give the whole thing to me. <laughs> there you go. Or just a little bit. Just a little uh, bit. All right. Thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next time on History Dreams. are on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.